Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna. Oh, hi, Mary Radzinski. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I got to get a new opener. I mean, your name's so pretty and I seem to just shit on it right out of the gate. How are that, you? That's not true. I'm good. I'm happy to see your face. I know you haven't had like the best day. So this is going to we're going to turn that <sighs> frown upside down. Your day's Thank been annoying. You. It's been an annoying day. I feel like my cheeks are extra pink from me grimacing, I'm just getting well. heated. Um, you know, no big deal. How was your day? Doing all right? Yeah, everything's good so far. Hello, listeners. Hello, rumpers. Are you MP? Are you my podcasters? Get it? <laughs> I need a new opener too. Well, uh. <laughs> I was going to say I needed that acronym, if you will, explained to me also. So I don't think it's a bad. Bad idea once in a while just to say where it came from. Just to throw it out there because everyone yeah. once in a while someone goes, oh, you're a rumper. And then people are like, what the fuck did you just call me? Um, <laughs> so we are here. We have our, your Thursday podcast. It is another one that is full of fun. We have uh, an interview with Stasha uh, coming right up for your Married at First Sight cast listening pleasures. She was a delight to speak to. Um, yes. We, yeah. And she, I felt she was very open um, with us. So it was a great interview. We have that. And then followed by that, we watched the wor- world's worst Hollywood Day movie that's ever been. It was called Steppin, not Stepping, Steppin Step into in. the holidays. It was on Lifetime. Now here's, just know this. If you did not watch it, it does not matter. In fact, you're welcome that you didn't watch you're it. Better Good job. You're, you're better off. You're better off. Living, you're living your best life if you did not watch it and just choose to listen to us make yes. fun of it. Because I there were several times while watching it, Sarah, that I wanted to text you and be like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? <laughs> but this is what we're... It's going to make people laugh to listen. That's what we're doing. And You're right. Um, you're right. I did say to John that my favorite part of the movie was was uh, when it, w- at the end when there was a little bubble that said the end. I was like, that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> and it, when it, it took forever to get to it, too. It took yeah, forever. A couple to get hours. There. Um, yeah. So we would love for you to to listen to this episode all the way through. Listen to the interview, then listen to that. We're going to talk for like 45 minutes just about how about this movie and why it pained us so much. And you don't have to have watched it. You'll just listen to us. And uh, if you did watch it, you get extra credit for that homework. And I don't know, we should, oh. if we had t-shirts, we'd send them to you. I, I honestly, that with a sticker that says, want more for yourself and bring me with you. <laughs> That's what I would send. That's I a nice it. sticker. Um, yeah. Before we do, before we introduce Stasha, we do want to remind you of our podcasters group on Facebook, Are You My Podcasters, where you just go join that. It's a very fun, very lively group. Obviously, during Mary at First Sight, there's big threads on that. Right now, there's lots of other fun threads. Um, Are You My Podcast on Instagram. You can keep up with what we're doing weekly. We still have one more cast interview, too. That'll be next week where, and then, and again, we're just doing some really fun stuff in between um, on the regular Thursday pod. And then when we break off from here today, uh, we will continue doing bonus content on Patreon. And today that content will have nothing to do with this movie. It will have something to do with one of the most horrifying 
Thanksgiving stories I've ever been told that just happened that Mary doesn't even know yet. Um, I'm dying. I'm honestly dying. Followed with a followed with a little article we found about winter sex positions that can heat things up for you. So that's your bonus content over on Patreon for this Thursday. Join us there, and you also get Sunday Patreon content. We're just giving and giving this holiday I know. season. We really are. I, I, it's a, it's a lot of time, but uh, again, if you can come over to Patreon, we do appreciate your support. And I don't think we'd have it any other way, Coda. We just love just catching up all the time. Can you believe it's oh. December first? By the way, I know, I know. I'm very confused by that. I, I really am. Even though it looks like Christmas just exploded in my home due to my husband's oh. love of decorating. But um, that's speaking of that, if anyone here is listening, it's going to be in Spokane, December 8th through 10th. Please come to Spokane Comedy Club to see me perform. SpokaneComedyClub.com has your tickets. And Mary, you have a show at Helium in Philadelphia, correct? I do. I have a show at Helium on December 14th. It's a Wednesday, 8 o'clock p.m. And also, if you're listening to this, my my little Helium Comedy Studios special is now available on YouTube, and it's called Not Anymore. If you go to Helium Comedy Studios, you'll see my face and my name. And there's uh, 30 minutes of stand-up that I don't even remember what's in it, and I'm a little nervous. And um you know, it's good. Well, I mean, I know it's good. Thank God, you know, but other than that, I'm just, it's going to be like, I'm watching it for the first time too. So I just want to plug that because it's very exciting. Yes. Everyone, please go get that. And, uh, I guess we'll say without further ado, don't forget, we're going to introduce you to our, to Stasha, our interview with Stasha, and then keep listening while we rip apart this movie and tell you why we hated it. And then join us, join us on Patreon for more (laughs) disturbing content. Well, we're, thank you so much for joining us. I, you, so you know Sarah from After Party. I'm a huge fan as well. And I mean, are we, I guess we can ask, how are you and Nate doing? We're doing good. Definitely. Yes. Um, there are days when we have struggles, but overall, um, I love being married. Good. Well, That's so good then to you're hear. still married. That makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, we got nervous uh, during the um, where are they now when you obviously it began with saying that you had started by separating. Um, and then by the end of that and the retreat and, the, you know, the fun party for Kristen, you guys were, seemed to be on good terms. So the fact that where are you still now is that which <laughs> that makes us very happy to hear. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes very much. So. Counseling can't help. Are you guys in counseling together right now? Yeah, we do do couples therapy. I should do that even (laughs) by myself. I mean, no, this isn't about me. I want to ask you, so where are you? Are you from San Diego area? No, I'm not from San Diego. I was born in Linwood and then I lived in Pasadena for a while. I lived in the IE for a while. Then I lived in San Diego while my house was being built and then once it was finished being built, then I moved into it. Okay. Well, I'll and tell you what you're... Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, I know ahead. there's a delay. No, I'm just saying that one one thing I noticed with this season, we've watched uh, you know, all the seasons of Married at First Sight, but this was the first West Coast season. And talking about therapy, it just felt like everyone is really in tune with their feelings and really into using therapy terms. And again, a great thing, but it felt different than some of the other seasons that we've watched. Absolutely. I think a lot of us um, 
we're a little bit more in touch with emotions. A lot of us have been through therapy as well. Um, And I just felt like we were just a little bit more mature of a cast. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it seemed there was a lot like, like Mary said, a lot of therapy words, a lot of tools. Um, I know that you, you were like, Nate, you got to use your tools. Uh, (laughs) Is, is Nate using his tools now? Is he doing it? There are days when he uses them and days when he doesn't use them, (laughs) but he's getting better. And that's all I ask for. I know change is not going to happen overnight, but I'm, you know, just little by little, as long as we're moving to some change is that that's what I'm happy with. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how happy oh are you God. to be? I'm just kidding. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. That Those were moments when we were like, no, no numbers. Nobody give numbers, especially uh, when he said four or something. We were or six. What did he say? I forget what it was, but we four. were like, yeah. He's and then he was four. like, and he's like, no, that means 40%. We were like, stop talking, Nate. Stop yes. talking. You're making it worse. She's, <laughs> yeah. She's going to take your head and just put it down in that hot tub and hold you under there for a few minutes. Um, but you guys are living together half and half still. Are you doing what you were doing at the end of where are they now? Yeah. 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 So we do two weeks in San Diego and his, his studio. And then we do two weeks in the house. And it was because I don't want to pressure him into just moving right away. I want him to be able to do it on his own time and get comfortable with the move. So I told him, you know, if you want to extend the lease a little bit longer, that way we can just go back and forth. But as long as we're together 24 seven or, you know, full time, I don't, I don't really care where we live. That's what, that's what made me happy. Cause it's like, there's a very big difference between keeping your separate spaces, staying at them each separately and then meeting up on the weekends. But what you guys are doing, I feel like that makes sense. It's like little baby steps, but you're still spending that you're a married couple and you're spending your days and nights together. And no, I think that's awesome. Have you given him the garage to decorate? Because I know that was about it after that one episode when I think that sales went down at Home Depot after that episode because he looked, you both looked miserable at one point. That was amazing. (laughs) No, like they actually cut it out of the episode, but I, he has like his own room. Like he's going to use like an office and a content room. And we actually filmed in that room for where are they now when we were painting. So that's like his room that he's decorating. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was that room. Nice. I like that. I Are you going to hang up the, the Band-Aid photo and the um, D- Black Sea photo <laughs> in that room? Or <laughs> Yes. yes. Oh. He wants to paint one of the walls, like an accent wall, like black. So oh. we'll probably end up probably hanging them up in there. I mean, you know, with you two, I think the biggest thing was obviously miscommunication and sort of your... Your, your mom, by the way, should be an expert. If oh. I mean, your mom, the way she can talk to both of you and, and give you such good advice, even including on the where are they now, when she said, look, you're at a certain pace and he's at a certain pace and sometimes marriage is, is just not that way. Now, right. I understand you're a planner. You're very successful. Like you, that's your mindset. And he, you know, you could sympathize with him feeling overwhelmed with like, I don't open up and, and think ahead quite as much as you do. Like, that's just not my process. Um, but you, 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 you fought for it. You fought for it to, to work no matter what you both did. And, and I think that's really brave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I came into the process with 
trying to pull down all my walls and really just accept whoever they, they gave me and work with them. You know, when I was dating, I felt like I didn't have to any red flag, anything that I saw that I didn't like, I was like, okay, no, I'm good. I'm on to the next. But with this, I really wanted to lean into it. I felt like if I could just meet somebody who was on the same page and we were working towards the same goal and had chemistry, then that was really all I needed. And, you know, we had so much more than all of that. So I was like, there's really something here. And I was like, where did these experts find you? Like under a rock somewhere? Because <laughs> I couldn't find anybody close to you. <laughs> well, they did a good job with you guys. We, we constantly have a bone to pick with the experts because sometimes I'm like, you know, even I, we were talking to uh, Alexis. It's like, if she needs an alpha male, why'd you put her with Justin? Didn't you guys right. spend any time together? <laughs> but no, I, I do think that you and Nate you make sense. You know, I, I had a thought like early on with the, and not to go back to the, the, the number four, <laughs> but I felt like maybe there were just moments when you just needed to hear it, whether he was like, cause he was showing you, he was showing up, you guys were spending time together, you know, little acts of service or like, you know, or hanging out and stuff like that. But I felt like you were just like, so scale one to 10, you know, where are we? It's almost like not lie to me, but like, yeah, we're up there. We're moving. You're we're on the same page. And then when he said four, I think just he almost like Mitch got in his own way. Was that kind of the pro? Like, it's like here you're just taking this relationship that I'm loving right now and gave it a four. It's almost like you just said the wrong thing, because did you feel that he was only giving you a four? It didn't seem like that. I feel like he doesn't want to open up and kind of share his emotion because I felt it the whole process. And if you yeah. remember on honeymoon, he said, I'm falling in love with you. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I had told him early on, like I told him, like I loved him. I was falling for him. Um, I told him the difference between like having those feelings of being in love, the butterfly feelings, but then also being in a committed relationship wanting to be committed. And that's where my love was going to be. And I feel like love is not always going to be the butterfly feelings. We're going to have hard times. And those are the times that I'm willing to stick by you and love you through those times. Right. And I think that he was just kind of like, this is new. Like, I can't be feeling this way about somebody like that. And um, I just think it kind of scared him a little bit to actually just say those words. And he also said that he's never been in love with before as well. And he had the puppy love. And if you remember at the last supper, I was like, well, puppy love doesn't count, but yeah. I just really wanted him <laughs> to kind of align what his actions were kind of, you know, yeah. aligning with his words. That's all I, right. I really wanted to. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely plenty of moments where we were like, no, he is totally head over heels. Like we can see it. Um, and so I think there were times where in our opinion and viewers opinion and whoever knows, but again, we're not in the room with you guys, um, going through it. So there were times where I was like, stop pushing him. It's okay. He's totally there. But then if your love language is, I need that verbal validation, it is what it is. And he's learning that. So it's kind of like, 
I can see both sides of the scale and why they felt imbalanced for both of you. Um, but I'm just glad that you, you were able to sort of get there for each other at the end. And, um, you know, you did have a lot of patience with him and with that, with that end of it for sure. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, yes. I did. Uh-huh. Lots of patience with that one. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I was just more so afraid and I kind of just wanted him to kind of reassure me that, he was actually looking at me as somebody he was falling in love with. And I think when I found out that he was in his previous relationship for two years and didn't feel like he loved her, that kind of scared me. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want to go through a relationship and be in it for two to three years. And you're like, yeah, I, I still don't have those like in love feelings. That's what I was afraid of. And I was like, I want to know that we're going to get to that place. Yeah. Right. And I think, that's totally fair. And it would scare anybody. And I think, I mean, I'm no expert, but as I've said before, sometimes I think I should be, but not really. Um, I, I think sometimes in those situations, you have to remind yourself like, that's not, it's not our relationship. I can't compare it to something he had in the past. Cause now it's me. But at the same time, if you don't know somebody for more than a few weeks and that's all, you know, is their history is that, how do you not get in your head? Because I definitely felt that episode where Pia visited and and uh, and you guys were in the kitchen and there were all like the di- different moments. I, I could see you kind of spinning out and um, I could see him pulling back because you were kind of spinning out. And, my, and I was like yelling at the TV, like just comfort her in this moment and and she'll she'll feel better. You know, it's like, it's almost like this, this push and pull that was happening. That was really good to see you guys get through at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that moment when we were in the kitchen, it really did, um, it hurt me because I felt like he was saying that I was trying to manipulate him into trying to tell me that. And it really wasn't that like, I know I can be intense sometimes and it feels like you're on a chopping block with me or you're like in a courtroom and I'm like drilling you, but it's like, I'm really just trying to understand where you're coming from and just kind of gain those facts. And sometimes I don't need to do that. And I've learned that. Sure. But it doesn't feel, I I don't think it felt manipulative, but you can't also take away how he felt from it. Right. But, and if, and then I guess there's, that's the lesson as you go, okay, well, that's going to make him feel manipulated. But, um, no, in the beginning we, Mary and I both, right. Like we were like, oh, she's going to be a tough one to crack. And then you were in right away. Like you let your walls down. you You became vulnerable and you were soft. And I, yeah, I was totally caught off guard. Cause I'm like, this is a bad bitch who's killing it in every facet of her life and she but you you are the total package you know and really I just I was surprised to see you soften so quickly and I felt like wow these guys you know are really are really seem like a good match I want to ask you with Nate um I think again I talk a lot of shit but um in the beginning when they were showing the the bachelor party and that whole thing with the girl and the, he I was like come on who's this guy putting his pushing her head down trying to be funny and it took me a long time to lose I I thought he was a little bit of a playboy. I thought, why is he on the show? He's just, you know, he's this guy, he's out at the clubs doing whatever. But then when I realized 
how sensitive he was. The scene with you and his and him and his dad. I mean, I think I teared up for crying out loud like that when his dad got teary. That felt like you took a, a lot away about him from that. How did things change after that moment? Man, um, I mean, just being able to witness that was big for me. Um, Nate had never seen his dad cry. And I think that kind of opened him up because he was looking at his dad like, okay, he's this militant guy. He's this strong guy. He's this provider. He's this great dad. And he's strong and he doesn't cry. And I think that that's what Nate kind of took from him because Nate had never like really cried. Um, But I think having that and him being able to see his dad in a softer space kind of provided him that space to also be able to express himself and be vulnerable. And I think over time he was able to open up to me as well. Mm, I love that. That was a lot too, because I, you know, I didn't, again, I act like, I act like I know you, I know your mom, I know your whole family. I <laughs> what were the, the couple that you stayed at the friend's house. What was their last name? Your best friend. What were the, yes, I know them. Mentos? the Mentos. I know, you know, I just know everyone, but I, it is finding out about maybe some abandonment issues and that his mom wasn't in the picture. And then his view of his view of that and how it affected your relationship when, when the topic of kids did come up and how maybe he was projecting some of that onto you. And I love how you stood up for yourself and you had to. And I mean, obviously you guys have overcome that, but is that still something that you have to kind of navigate with him when it comes to maybe talking about a family? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's still new territory for him. I don't think he was kind of in the mind space to want to be able to start a family so soon. And with me being the age that I am, I'm like, okay, we kind of have to do it sooner rather than later. And that was a whole thing too. I didn't want to feel like I was pressuring him to want to start a family right away. But with me getting older, I didn't want to put it off either. But I was also asking for other you know, avenues that we could take. Like, I don't mind freezing my eggs if that's something that you wanted to do as well to give us a, a, a bit more time. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, I do have to navigate a lot of different things with him because it's the first time that he's experiencing this stuff yeah. and opening himself up to somebody and being able to have these conversations. These are conversations that he's never had. So he doesn't know what to say or what to do. So we are having to have these conversations multiple times, because I think the initial conversation is a lot for him to digest. And it does take him a little bit of time to process before he can come back to it and say, okay, this is what I think about this. So yeah, there are times where we're trying to navigate through certain things and he gets very defensive and starts projecting. And then there's other times where he's like, I'm really sorry. Um, I didn't see it your way. And I need to be a little bit more um, softer about that. So it's, it's a give and take. I think yeah. that we're not perfect. Um, we haven't known each other that long. And um, these are new things that he's experiencing and they're big life changes. So I just have to kind of be patient with that. Oh, absolutely. Look at this. Look at this. I love this. Um, what about the friendships with the girls? It seems like, you know, everyone really came out <laughs> of that. Look at those eyes. <laughs> 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 it, it seemed like everyone came out of it genuinely friends. Um, is that is that true? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Megan, I didn't really have a lot of communication with her. So that conversation that you guys had seen was a complete like blindside. The producers are coming to me like, hey, you're going to meet his friend. And I'm like, okay, who's his friend? And it's like, <laughs> Megan. I'm like, why am I meeting Megan? So um, after that whole scene back at the hotel, uh, we had a conversation about, okay, so what does the friend's you know, relationship. What does that look like? Do you have a lot of friends? Do you see a lot of them on a regular basis? What kind of like, what is the dynamic between these friends? Do you have a lot of female friends? And, um, you know, he's been living in San Diego for just under two years. So these are new relationships. Um, I am very clear about what my boundaries are. I don't want him to not be able to have friends, especially friends that he had before me. Um, but I do have clear boundaries. And those were, please do not discuss our marriage to any of your female friends. If you would like to go out with your female friends, I'm all for it. Just please let it be in a public place and not a one-on-one in like her apartment or home or anything like that. Or Other a sunset that, or okay. a sunset hike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not a sunset hike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we... You know, we look, I'm very, very much uh, a believer that men and women can can solidly be just friends. I have very I have a very like one of my best friends is a platonic friend. Nothing's ever, ever happened. But there's always a little bit of making sure your your partner understands that, uh, of course, especially at the beginning. So we Mary and I basically for the entire season doing the podcast, we would make (laughs) jokes. We're like, why isn't Megan at the housewarming party? Because (laughs) she came across as she seems like a very sweet girl. Um, but she, you know, I think she had a few drinks and she, the way she was talking about going on sunset hikes with him and stuff. I was like, Oh honey, no, this is his new wife. Like, Take it, well, yeah. Take it yeah, back. I mean, so you can see it in my face. Oh, your face. Yeah. And oh. then when she started talking about him, and then she got a little teary-eyed. Oh. Like, <laughs> why are you getting emotional? Oh, well, in the way they were talking, you would have thought they started kindergarten together. She, it comes out at one point. She's like, "Yeah, I've known him. I've been here a year." I'm like, "Whoa, pump yeah, the brakes!" She's like, girl. "Yeah, we'll welcome you with open arms. You can come to game night." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't know." Yeah, yeah. I I assume Megan watched that back and was like, "Oh Lord, did I uh, did I dive in a little too deep on there?" But we. Uh, we had a lot of fun sort of, um, you know, joking about it. Cause I was like, I would have been like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Megan needs to leave. The- was like, so what is the relationship between y'all? Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Together, slept together. Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> but he said yeah. no. So, yeah, I think I feel like Nate would be honest with you about I mean, obviously, we don't know him. But from the show, it seems like if you asked him something, he would he would give you the honest answer. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure Megan's on some on on hinge, hopefully having a nice time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Poor Meg. Oh, man. 
I have to tell you, speaking of chuckling in your face, your face, your beautiful girl, those eyes, you can say a million things. And when you had to take care of Luna, that was probably one of my favorite. When you learned that dogs actually go number two and somebody needs to remove when you're in a city, somebody needs to, you're like, what? How was that? And do you want to get a dog? Did it turn you off to getting a dog? What's going on? Well, I never wanted a dog. Um, (laughs) Nate is the one that wants the dog. And I thought that this would be a great idea to kind of, because, you know, I don't know if you guys know that he was trying to question my mother skills. It was like, well, maybe we need to get a dog to see how you can deal with that before a child. And I was like, no, these are two (laughs) completely different things. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I thought, okay, well, let's just go get Luna for a little while. I'll watch her for a couple days. But Luna seems a little high maintenance for a dog. You think? But the whole, the wrinkle? Like, the, she, Kristen had a schedule. <laughs> was like by 7 a.m., she needs to be walked. By 7.30, she needs her breakfast. But I was like, wait, the dog has a schedule? Like, what? I don't have like, a schedule. She yeah. sounds like me needing her breakfast by a certain time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but Luna was great. And Nate, he really stepped up. He gave Luna a bath, would play with her. Um, she would sleep right next to our bedroom door. Um, she was great. She was yeah. great. I had no issues with her. I just had to learn how to put her little bra thing on and then I would take her for the walks. So I yeah. was the I did the walks and I fed her and then he did everything else. Who did so he did the wrinkle? Because I can't stop with the yes. wrinkle. I love a pug, but I had no idea. I don't want to I don't know how to deal with my own wrinkles, let alone get in there with a dog every day. No, thank you. I just he did can't. all the wrinkles. Okay. Like, there you go. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. At the reunion, obviously, there was a very strange moment from Justin and Mary and I um Mary made maybe one of my favorite jokes about it was she would by the end of this, we were like when he said what the quote unquote hitting on was, and it was basically just Nate being nice to him. Um, Mary was like, okay, Justin, because at the beginning of the show, he was talking about how it was women always thought he was a piece of meat. And there was a lot of comments about that. And finally Mary was like, oh, I think he's the type of guy that if you say, Hey, your blinkers on, he's like, stop hitting on me. <laughs> right. Yes. So yes. Yes. You handled that really well because it's not, it doesn't matter. Uh, sexuality, none of that comes into even play. It's just, you're accusing my husband of hitting on you, period. Um, when we were getting married, how, how hard was it for you to not jump in there? And, or, or were you just like, this is so dumb. I don't want to engage. Like, what was your feeling in that moment? Um, it was not hard at all. I didn't even understand that it was even happening. I mean, if you actually look at my body language, I was turned to Kevin the whole time. I wasn't even looking back. And then when he said it, I think my whole like eyes were the only thing that kind of looked back. But once they were like going back and forth and I could see that Nate was starting to really get upset. And I was like, dude, stop. Like, what is, what are you doing? Like, nobody is going to believe this. Why are you getting so upset? But in that moment, I'm like, okay, I have a slit that if I move, it's probably going to have all my goodies out. So I'm going from this spot. And I'm in like four inch red bottoms, five inch red bottoms. So I'm definitely not getting up with your dumb ass right now. Okay? Right. Yeah. Um, you're like, I'm going to 
television, mind you, we're on national television. And I kept trying to whisper to him like, yo, we're on TV. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Even, like, no one's going to believe this. Like, stop it. Oh, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the whole time I was kind of just sitting there pretty like, mm, this is ghetto. Yeah. Well, it was funny because someone had actually in our, we have a, we have like a group page for the podcast and someone was like, I think, cause I, I, I noted your body language. I was like, she's not even giving it the time of day. And they were like, also she's wearing a very specific dress. I don't think she plans to move. So no. confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. confirmed. I was not moving now. <laughs> Justin did get up and I was like, Oh, this is actually something like what is happening. But Nate never stood up. Now, if Nate would have stood up. Yeah. I think that could have been a completely different story. I probably would have like laid across on him for him <laughs> not trying to get up. Um, but yeah, Human barrier. I mean, at that point, I, I was just like, I don't even know like what's happening and I don't even think this is real. So I'm just going to keep turned because the moment <laughs> I spread my legs or try and move, I'm falling, he's falling, we're going to be falling, dragged <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. But I was just like, oh, this is like my get out right now. <laughs> no, and well, I did wonder why Nate got so upset. But then he said it um, I, on the where are they now to you, which I thought was great the way you, you know, he asked you for advice on how to handle seeing him at Kristen's going away party. But he said it best. He said he's tried to embarrass me. You know, he tried yeah. to say something to get rise out of me or to get people talking is basically what he meant, I think. And then, and then I was like, oh, okay, I can see why, even though it seems so silly to us because we were like, nobody, like, this is just dumb. All he did was be nice to you, Justin. Then, but when I heard him say it that way and he was like, he tried to embarrass me on national television, I thought, okay, I can see where you would yeah. get a little heated in that situation. Yeah. Well, and I, I wanted to be able to validate how he felt in that moment, but I also wanted him to understand that because we're on this national television platform, there is a certain way in which we need to kind of conduct ourselves. And that wasn't what I wanted him to do, but I understood that he was upset and I wanted to make sure I validated that he was upset and not try and shame <laughs> him for the way that he acted. Right. Um, but also to just understand that there are going to be people who are going to say things about you. Why do you care? They shouldn't be able to get a rise out of you. There, there's, right. there's millions of people talking shit about you on Twitter and Reddit. And, but who are these people? They don't matter in your life. The person that matters is you and me. That's it. Right. And I don't think that clearly America probably doesn't think that as well with all the sexcapades that we've had. Well, I mean, you've oh. just taken a hot shower and made it a whole thing. It just, it's just life changed after I mean, that. We did the shower. We did the vibrating the panties, swing. We had the sex swings. I mean, I don't think people really think that. No. Oh no, no, no. But, and, and everyone I, you know, and people, especially on our podcast and, and our group, which is, you know, a hefty amount of people, we were all really rooting for you guys. So it was yeah. just good to see, you know, you, you saw how sensitive he can be, but also can man up and, and how sensitive you can be while also like really holding your own. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, we were all just like, please, for the love of God, let these two stay together. <laughs> and they, I think that's one thing that I'm glad that they were able to show because, I feel like a lot of people do get that hard exterior of me and I don't let a lot of people in, but I really am a very soft, sensitive person when I'm in a relationship and coming into this process, I knew I only had a short amount of time and I didn't want to come in with all my walls up. 
So I really wanted him to kind of just see me for who I was and not be able, not really have to go through all of those exterior walls to get to my heart. And I Aww. think I did, we did a great job um, because we do have this beautiful love story to show for it. Oh my God. I mean, I wasn't going to tear up right now, but gee, no, you guys really, you really, you went through it. You had the ups and downs. I honestly, I know Sarah too, we're just rooting for you guys because you're both quality, good people. And I think, you know, put the cameras away, live your lives. I think it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Do you... Do you guys, do you hang out with the other, um, anyone else still from, you know, friendships? I mean, we've discussed before that we wondered what it was like um, to watch it back for you. Um, What was it like to watch the other people's journeys and did it change, you know, like a Morgan and Ben? Did it change like, oh, I never saw these kinds of things. I only heard Morgan's side and maybe she was too hard on him. I'm not putting words in your mouth. That's just my opinion. Um, Was there any any couple that you felt differently after you watched it back? Um, I mean, I already had my, my thing with Mitch and I mean, Mitch was kind of on my shit list from day one. And I was very mm-hmm. vocal about that. And the reason why was because I felt like Kristen kind of just kind of took a lot of his abuse and I'm like, girl, if you don't stand up for yourself, somebody has to, because I can't take this. I can't witness this anymore. Um, but actually seeing what he was saying to her when we weren't around, I was like, wow, what is going on here? Um, so that was like eye opening to me. I didn't know that Lindy and Miguel were kind of going through a lot of the issues that they were going through at the end of the season. Um, ben and Morgan, I kind of knew all of that issue. Um, and then Justin, I mean, we, we knew everything about that. So probably just yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Cause I, and I, and not to give it airtime, I'll put a bow on it, but the, the Morgan thing was the one where I just felt like I was missing something. And, we, and Sarah and I talked about it where, cause Ben seemed like a really sweet guy and it seemed like, well, I guess the one thing that really we talked about a lot was her being upset about him going to Justin and talking, but then it was very clear that you gals would get together and talk about your marriages. So we just wondered like what, where it felt a little hypocritical, but I think there's a lot we don't see. I was just curious if you had anything to offer on that. I don't have much to offer because uh, throughout the process, Nate and I did kind of like stay to ourselves and we didn't really, you know, converse with a lot of the couples. Smart. Um, (laughs) And I do feel like she did kind of give up a little too early, but I think that both of them were kind of trying to grab at something that they could latch onto to kind of just say, this isn't going to work. And that was the first thing. Um, I do know that, uh, Ben did go back and talk to Justin multiple times after she already had told him to stop. So I think that because he did it multiple times and she already had the conversation with him, it was like, okay, this is something that's really big to me and you're not making the change to try and improve this. So I'm kind of done with that. Sure. Yeah. I think um, you and Nate deciding to keep it, you know, work on it together and not maybe make a spectacle out of it with other people and whatnot. Probably, uh, you know, that's, that's why you're <laughs> maybe so successful. I mean, it also seems like 
that's the kind of people you are anywhere. Anyway, you don't feel gossipy and, and, um, and things like that. So seems like that was a smart move on, on your guys's end. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you have any other questions? I don't want to keep no, you too I know. long. I don't want to keep you. I just, I mean, I, I just thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We're huge fans and, yeah, you know, we're excited to see you guys be successful in, in your marriage and keep on keeping on. That's thank right. You. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Anytime you want me to come back, I will come back. Yes. Oh, and say good. hi to Nate for us. We love yes. our Nate too. I will. So I will. I'll tell him to love for you guys. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Oh, oh that was she's fun. the best. Yes. Thanks I love again, her. Stasha, for joining yes. us. Um Okay, it's time to get into this movie, stepping into the holiday. And again, if you didn't watch it, don't worry about it. Just listen to us talk about it. I saw I saw some people in our group said they started to watch it and could only watch two minutes before they tried to hurt themselves. So mm. um, I just want to say that I discovered right before you and I started recording, I did not put it together while I was watching it, which shows you how observant I am, maybe of the movie and my life, um, that the my neighbor was the mom, Terry Your Hoyos. neighbor in real life. My neighbor in real life, she actually used to live on my property. Like if she lived in a, in a house that was here before our house was built, like she moved out and someone built a new home here. I don't know, however that works, but she used to live here. So I, cause I still get her mail all the time and I drop it off at her house. And I was on IMDB today looking at the cast and I was like, Terry Hoyos. I'm like, she's my fucking neighbor. And I also like bring oh her her God. mail. Yeah. And I and when I saw her photo on IMDb, I totally was like, yeah, that's her. I don't know why during the movie, none of it clicked. That is so funny. So did you know before this that she was a, a fellow actor? I did not. No, I, I learned a what whole a lot weird, of new stuff today. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's like a really weird thing to find out and a very weird way to find out about it. I mean, that's that's neat. Well, are you going to strike up a conversation next time you get a couple pieces of junk mail for her or what? I mean, I, maybe I think I might, you know, we've she's a very nice lady. We we interact often, like I said, how I didn't put it together that, that was her during the movie is really insane. But neither did John, by the way. And he was watching it with me and he really had a lot to say. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'll say I saw it, but I'm not going to say I talked about it on a podcast because I don't want her to go listen to this afterwards when I rip it. But she was great. I mean, she was great in it. So I'm not, you know, it's just the movie. I mean, the the opening, the the dance off. For anyone that didn't watch it, you don't need the plot line other than this. A guy who hosts a dance show is Mario Lopez. And he plays basically himself, a host of a TV show. He gets fired because of him and his ex-girlfriend broke up and she was the co-host. He goes back to his small hometown, bing, bang, boom, wants to help host a talent show with a local hometown girl. Uh, in a barn. Ray, in a barn. So you get it. It's every, it's every story. It's, oh, but guy, Hollywood guy goes back to small town and then falls in love and has to rethink. When I... Every time they called him Hollywood, I was like, if I went home and everyone just kept calling me Hollywood for no reason, I wouldn't ever go home again. He wonders what people they were like, why don't you ever come home? I'd be like, I don't know, because you give me shit every time I'm here. 
See, I I agree with you. I feel like I would react the same way, but there was a small part of me. I felt like um, Mario, a.k.a. Billy Hollywood in the movie. I feel like uh, he liked it for him. The fact that he pretended that he was bashful, that he didn't. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't break and break out these dance moves for this local hometown pageant Christmas you know, spectacular. Oh God, no. And then he fucking just busts into dance throughout the whole movie <laughs> with no music, just really happy to be there. I, they may I, listen, I'll never buy either Mario Lopez or that character as someone who doesn't have a little bit of an ego. So it was, oh. re- he was stepping into bullshit. That's what he was stepping into yeah. the whole movie. No, I agree with you about that. I was just, but it, Okay, first of all, his name was Billy Holiday. It wasn't Billy oh, Holiday. Oh, it was? Oh, yes, I was- <laughs> they, they kept jokingly calling him Bill. They kept oh. jokingly calling him Billy Ho- Hollywood. But the guy's name is Billy Holiday? Really? That's the character's oh. name? It couldn't be Chris Holiday or you know, I mean Billy yes. Holiday? You got to rip that name off? That's too bad. I didn't even pay- honest, I got to be honest. I, I thought, oh, right in the beginning. I mean, they Tarantino'd it. We're, we're not going to go through the plot because none of it matters. But I no. saw right away, I see um, Mario Cantone. Is that how you, I don't know how to yeah. say his name. But I was like, oh, recognizable. I love him. And then he just talked a lot. There was a lot of dialogue about when he <laughs> fired him. And I just browned out immediately. Immediately. Oh. I just started ignoring what was happening. Um, I... I... I there were so many things that made me put my like my forefinger and my middle finger in like a fist, but then like bite down on them. Like, <laughs> like I almost had to do like Lamaze breathing just to get through this fucking movie. And I'm I only know I don't I never birthed a baby, but I mean, I know how to breathe. <sighs> Help me. Well, I know. I mean, when Mario Cantone started talking, he was the boss of of and telling him like you're going to get fired because you and your ex girlfriend host broke up and America doesn't like it anymore. And then and then there was a weird moment where that host, his ex girlfriend, comes out and then gets on the golf cart with Mario Cantone like. And they get, I'm like, are they supposed to be banging? It was like this well, weird yeah, flirty she, moment. Yeah, she like wrapped her arms around him and they tore off in the the. Yeah, on the, the golf, golf cart. cart on the studio. Yeah. I mean, it was all the studio lot. It was bizarre. And I'll tell you what. Then comes in Sh- Sherry O'Terry. She oh, played. She best played his part of the movie agent. Yeah, and she did make me laugh. She was really funny. Um, there, she looked like she was having a good time. She was probably either just, you know, she's just getting through it. I think. <laughs> well, I was gonna say she just seemed like like a the character like hopped up Xanax with a dog that she has more, you know, she basically personifies to speak for her and Snickers. The dog, she kept referencing that the dog had GI issues. That was enough for me kind of to move on with that. Um, That the dog was stinking up the room. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of jokes about that. Um, yeah, Billy Holiday, you know, he goes back to his hometown because he thinks he's losing his job and his agent Terry <laughs> tells him, "Go lay low." And go and she he goes, "Sure, I guess I'll lay home lay low by going home to for Christmas and hanging out with Sarah's neighbor, my aka my mom." Um <laughs> 
and and then and then we find out that Ray, the, the hometown lady, the gorgeous hometown, uh, Jana Kramer, I believe is the actress, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You're like, I don't know. I didn't look any of it. You didn't look. Well, at I, it. You I did. I did. IMDB. You know why? Because I I'm wasn't not saying sure. you had to. I'm just curious. No, 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 no. Only did it because I had to confirm that was Sherry O'Terry. Because I'm like, she's got the Sherry O'Terry. But I haven't. I don't know if Sherry's had a little work done or just I haven't seen her in a long time. She looks great. But I was I needed to confirm that. So because of that and for that reason only, I looked to see it was Janet Kramer. Well, I figured out somehow that I follow Jana Kramer on Instagram, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, in that, and I think I saw her like post about this movie, and and so I blame her really for this. I may have to, I may have to change. You might that not follow. want to tag her in this if we post anything. <laughs> I hate to say. Um, I mean, nice lady, you know. Good she for was her. great, but I mean, yeah. it was just the 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 plot line, like the, like you said, the opening where they're kind of like showing you the ending first, and they're dancing outside, and then the ending <sighs> where they're dancing together again outside in this little town street. I'm like, if I walked like it's by, me- <sighs> yeah, and saw two people doing that, I would I would for sure roll down my window and be like, Are you okay? Are you guys yeah. okay? Or I'd be like, give me, you know, like the old uh, when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. Like, give me whatever you guys are on right now. That's making you have this good of a time in dead silence in the middle of the street. Not sure. Just dead silence, except for the music in your ears. I. okay, Mario's whatever. Billy Mario, same person. But like his sister shows up to the, I guess, was it a train station? I don't know. Bus station. Not sure. But he like lets her carry his his duffel bag for a little bit until he's in a hurry. Like that already turned me off. You know, I like to look for character flaws early on. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His next move, he goes by the dance studio and sees a hot lady busting some moves and then romantic instrumental music starts playing. Like that's all he needs to fall in love. That's I, it. I know. And he just and it's also like quit staring in the window at a pretty lady dancing like you're kind of, yeah. you know, you've never seen a pretty lady Creeper. before. You're right about the Hollywood thing now. But I think that was that was part of the thing that was annoying me was like the sister when he gets back in town, like you said, she goes to pick him up at a train station. He's like, where's the car? She goes, oh, uh, we're going to walk. This isn't this ain't Hollywood. I'm like, there's cars in every Every yeah. city and every state yeah. across. There, you guys I have grew cars. up in a shithole. We had a lot of cars. Most of them were parked in the yard out front. But there, listen, there's cars everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, and and then so Ray was the one that has the dance studio. And of course, like most of these movies um, that Jana Kramer's character, they she's the dance studio needs some help with the fundraiser for the Christmas thing. And now. When she finds out Billy Holiday is coming in town, her and her sister are talking about him. And she's you can already tell that she's thinking, like, will he be in my shitty little Christmas shows now that he's unemployed? That was the other thing. So he loses his job on it was like called Celebrity Dance Off or something really ridiculous. Right. Goes home. Yeah. Almost All like it felt like a not right, like a knockoff of like dancing so with the stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, everything okay. was a reference to. I mean, yeah. at one point they joked about Access Hollywood, and he's like, he goes, "Well, I can't believe I'm on Access Hollywood. I'd never be on a show like that." And I'm like, "You're because um, he hosts mm, in real life." Yeah, mm, mm. so a lot of those jokes. But um, I now I've lost my train of thought. 
I because I interrupted horribly. I'm sorry. I think where you were going was the fact that he loses his job and they think oh, and that. Then yeah, everyone. He was like the creator, producer, all this stuff they said of the of the show. And now everyone is like, what are you going to do? Do you want to be a firefighter? Like, <gasps> I think he, it's. I Every, mean, I'm like, I think he's probably what are you talking about? Everyone acted like he just they he just crawled out of it. I don't know. It was just I mean, first of all, for firefighter. No, he can't be a firefighter. He's not tough like firefighters. OK, he's a no, he's a, you can't he's a pirouette guy. yourself into the second floor of a burning bedroom. I mean, he <laughs> you know, if you could tap dance your way into the, under the brush to save a cat. No, he, he doesn't. That's not where he belongs. No, my grandmother was a fire chief and she'd put him in a headlock in two seconds if she saw him dancing in the middle of the street with no music. So <laughs> I <laughs> honest to God, I would get the put the hose on him at the very least. I mean, something's wrong with that guy. I can. Can we also talk about not only because that made me crazy the whole. Oh, well, yeah, I know you're like a famous person on billboards and shit. Um, but yeah, why don't you join the local fire hall or whatever, be a volunteer fireman or and then to have him and then his adult sister, two grown ass oh. adults share their childhood bedroom together, which listen, I guess because I my was neighbor's fortunate. character made them. Yes. Yeah. In this big you taught you just see the size of that fucking house. It was beautiful. It was yeah. decorated to the nines. You're telling me they didn't have a spare room there that they could. I mean, it, it just and then they get in this bed and they're laying there. If I I would spend my own money to like get my own hotel room if it came down to like my brother and I on the road. Like, oh, hey, like, no. And well, I love and my brother. I say I, I love you when I hang up the phone, but I don't want to share a room with them. No. And they made it. They made the excuse for them to have to share a room. These grown ass. I love also how the sister always has to be like a single mom and and yeah. and reference it all the time. Like there always has to be like the guy has to be successful and the sister has to be like, I'm still here and I'm struggling, struggling. Yeah, it's so annoying. But um, he the, the mom, my neighbor, <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling her I my neighbor that. is was like. That's my Christmas wish is that you guys stay in this house and share a room. My mom would never. Nobody's no. mom. Most most moms would never. They they and if they did, you'd be like, "Mom, I love you. I'm going to be here all Christmas, but I'm for sure not going to share a room with my fully adult sister at this point. We're not going to lay on our backs yeah. and tell bedtime stories to each other like this is it's we like, got our own we have our own space. Your Christmas wish is for us to share a, a bedroom together. It's not for me to maybe get another job or her to maybe meet somebody to help with the kid as the single mother or fucking world peace. You know, that's that's a pretty lame one, mom, neighbor, neighbor, mom. I think you should shoot shoot a little higher with your f- Christmas wishes. With your Christmas wishes. I can't. Now, the Ray, uh, Ray person, the Jana Kramer's character that he obviously has the hots for from watching her dance in a window at her dance studio. She's also the dance teacher to his nephew mm. and to obviously junior. all the kids. Yeah. Junior, who's also mm-hmm. going to put on uh, the Christmas show she's putting on. the And I this. So Junior's storyline is that he is. <laughs> He loves to dance and he wants to be a successful dancer like his uncle. And so he does, he says, screw school. He, he's failing in all his classes, geography, which I mean, same. But um, yeah, I, I know I would be like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to pay attention to school because he wants to be famous. So he is constantly on social media filming himself. So they, they show this kid constantly with a little phone set up filming himself dancing, which I understand is really happening. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, because I hated this, I was so annoyed by everything happening in this movie. Then I was mad at the kid. And then the I was like, annoyed and, the shit out of me too. I know, that doesn't feel right to say. Doesn't I know. See, I, I blame Lifetime. I blame everyone else but the child for that. Uh, but boy did boy did he get on my nerves with those moves. Oh, I was like, I those- was like, they're not even that good. You better go study your geography. I know. Why don't you hold that ring light up to a textbook, pal? Yeah, I didn't. He was getting on my nerves. And and then and then they made it like he was like, oh, you know, I just want to be like, there's. I don't even listen. I wasn't paying attention hard to the dialogue, but he based this kid basically implied at every move that there are people for that. Like, oh, clean up the dishes or do that. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be famous. Someone will do it for me when you're famous, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to be like, kid, no, you're not going anywhere. The only TikTok right now is you getting on my motherfucking nerves. I was so I was just very short fused with him. But then they had they had at one point, I don't even when Mario Lopez Billy says, hey, you know, it took you know how long it took me to become famous. It didn't happen overnight. It took 27 months or some shit. I want to be like, I'm fucking over here waving my hand. 15 years, asshole. You know what? Anyway. And um, yes, uh, same. Not yeah. there. But um, but and he's like and then the kid's like, oh, wow, really? You Tia or I think is that uncle? I'm done. I yeah, need to know Spanish yeah. better. Tia. He's like, really, Tia? I, you know, so it didn't happen overnight. OK, yeah, I'll basically stop being an asshole. Like, no, that the kid would need to go away somewhere for a couple of months. He had a bad attitude. He he did have a bad attitude. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the dialogue, but one thing they said maybe four times ma- that made me want to stab my eyes out, which was probably oh. the when when they, I started blaming the kid because they kept saying it to him. So maybe that's when I turned on him was both Jana Kramer, Ray and Billie Holiday both said at the same time, jinx, jinx, oh. they said balance in balance on, on stage, stage. Balance, balance in life. In life. Jinx. Jinx. Hold my Coke or whatever. Yeah, Punch buggy. Was, yeah. It was so. And they they said it like four different times in that movie. That and maximum happiness. <gasps> maximum joy. Maximum joy. There was another thing that well, kept coming up. Can we? Okay. Couple of things. So the fundraising that Ray, the hot tamale dance teacher, is is what they're making money for is so she can take the kids to New York city to go to a Broadway show. You know, I mean, I guess she used to be a dancer. She used to be a dancer on Broadway just for anyone who who's trying to keep up and doesn't want to. Well, and also with a little, a little fun little nugget here is that her sister's diner or wherever they always end up at eating pies and milkshakes that she's clearly not really eating. Um, was called the Off-Broadway Diner. I mean, talk about a dig. Like, I know it was probably supposed to be nice, but can you imagine you're like a failed Broadway actress? You come home to your small town, you're just trying to like move on with your life and your sister opens a pie shop and calls it Off-Broadway. I mean, that's something. Like, I want to get a t-shirt from that place. 
I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. And that, I mean, whew, yeah, shots fired. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sister was, first of all, you just referenced that she wasn't, that Ray was never drinking the milkshakes. Every time mm-hmm. her sister handed her a milkshake, she would take, like, there wasn't, a, the sip was so fast. And I know that Janet Kramer has been in other shows. She knows how to act. So this, I'm, I, I don't know who to blame for this, but th- th- it didn't even have time. The sip was so fast. It didn't have time to travel all the way up the straw. The you straw. know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's horse shit. I mean, I was just saying like, because every time you look over, it's cookies or pies or whatever. And the way she's tearing around a leotard, I I guarantee you she's not as loosey goosey with that shit as I am. So I didn't buy it. But I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. The baby sip. It was it was it was literally like I, I, I at one time I just yelled at my husband. I was like, the milkshake didn't. Ha- it's a thick milkshake. There was no way it got up that straw into her mouth. Well, you're so right, because it was a fresh homemade milkshake. It's not like it came out of a burr, like at McDonald's where that could be a little watery. You could almost take your pills with it. This would right. require some actual. Oh, that's so amazing. I wish I'd noticed that. Not only would it, that require that, but it also requires for it to be made. Because at one point, when oh. Billie Holiday keeps showing up everywhere that Ray is, um, and she never mm-hmm. seems to get creeped out by it, but the rest of us were, is mm-hmm. uh, I guess that we're supposed to just understand it's a small town. Okay, there's one place to go: the shop, the mm-hmm. Off Broadway Diner. Off Broadway Diner. Um, <laughs> she, she. At one point, he goes, I'll have what she's having. And the sister had a real chip on her shoulder for no reason at him. She was always mad at him. But then she was like also supportive. It made no sense. She's always like, what are you doing with him? Don't you need to get out of here? So he goes, I'll have what she's having. And she goes, you're not going to like it. It's a homemade whatever shake. And he's like, I'll 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 live on the edge. And she just hands him one. She didn't make it. She just handed it. She just it came out of thin air. I I did know that she didn't even walk anywhere. It's almost like she literally just stuck her arm out. Like, like it, it, props yeah. just handed it to her off from the side. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was literally, it wasn't even one full second from, oh, okay, boom. And it's in his face and he's not drinking it also. Oh, I really just real quick, because uh, we're, you know, kind of halfway in and we have to do this. We have to say that maybe next time, um, Billy Holiday goes home. He can at least ask his mom for a fresh pair of sheets if he has to share his room with his sister. And we have our wonderful sponsor, Attitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, who we adore, truly. I have purchased other sets of these sheets uh, other than the ones they sent us. They are eco-friendly. They are 100% bamboo they're sustainable which is uh, bamboo is often referred to as vegan silk we are obsessed with these and of course we have a promo code which is you go to um attitude.com slash my podcast and then you use code my podcast at checkout for 20 percent off these are a great christmas gift mary tell them why you love them i love them so much because i don't sweat anymore when i sleep like Honest to God. And I even Mark thinks I'm weird. I wear socks to bed. He's like, it's redundant, but my feet get cold, whatever. I love them. I'm sleep very peacefully now. I'm cool. It's it's absolutely changed my sleep. See, 
So trust us. We wouldn't lie to you about this. They are, uh, we, we love this sponsor so much that we rave about them because we want to keep them because we want to keep spreading the word. And we also love that they're sustainable. 100% bamboo, etitude.com, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com slash my podcast. Then use code my podcast at checkout for 20% off. And I can actually say that my husband adores these sheets as well and sleeps better now too. So there you go. Okay. Back to this, back to this movie, back to this stepping back into this big pile. Um, you know, okay. One other little quick thing. They talked a lot about how good your neighbor mom was. Their mom was how good of a cook she was. Right. A little weird that for his first night back in town, he had to go pick up takeout at the off Broadway diner. You know, wait, that's a good point because I thought so. It's a, it is Mary. Good job. I, Thanks. it is a very good point because not only did they talk about it, but it, it seemed like part of the, part of the sort of chip on her shoulder of like, you don't come here and enjoy my cooking and, you know, not really chip, but you know what I mean? So, yeah. so you'd think the first night he comes home, especially if you're going to make him share a room with his grown ass sister, you'd at least make him <laughs> a, a tamale. A homemade, what, yeah. Did, homemade yeah. Didn't something. he say she, yeah, he said she makes like great tamales or something at some point. And uh, we never saw it. Or maybe it was chili relleno. Anyway, whatever it was, it all sounded delicious. It and sounded instead- lovely. And we did all we saw was just a, a fake milkshake. <laughs> but can well, we can there, there were a lot of um, I guess what is it? Cliches or phrases like you mentioned, the one where they both like held eye contact because they said it like balance on stage, balance in balance life in life. <gasps> hold my hair back but then they kept like then ray she's like um so i don't know how how it came up or whatever but then he asked ray about taking the kids to new york to the for the broadway show or whatever and she's like yeah she's like i don't want to live with what ifs first of all you didn't answer the question okay that's <laughs> fucking makes no sense like what does that even have so tell me so oh you were you were on broadway yeah i don't like to live with what ifs and, and that one kept showing up too and i was like what if i turn this off and let ca- sarah carry it but oh fuck. i like honestly got so mad every time she acted like she wasn't mad that she didn't make it on broadway did you can we talk about why she came home, yes. please? Be- because she said she was homesick. Yeah. Yeah. After like six months or something, she she just was like, you know what? I kind of want to go back home. Sounds like you're not a go-getter to. to us, Ray. Yeah. That's what it kind of comes across as, is that you maybe maybe gave up a little early. Because she basically was like, I made it, but I'm better than you because I chose to come home. And I'm not <sighs> buying it. I wasn't buying it. I I didn't buy it at all. And I'll be honest, I, I can't find it in my notes, but I think I referred to her as the a fucking loser at one point. <laughs> that seems really harsh, but I just got more mad as this movie. I did send you one text while I was watching it. I was like, I'm fuming right now. <laughs> you did. Well, it was. Um, but you're right. The, I don't want to live with what ifs. That's what you go. Oh, OK. Well, what if you answer my question? Are you trying to go to New York? What's are you? What's yeah? I how is that I, the I, answer I, to what you're trying to do with the kids? 
no, no idea. No idea. And and right then, I think even Mario Billy realized that she's not a real spark plug when it comes to conversation. <laughs> and that's when he brings up, oh, hey, you've got this dance recital in a couple of weeks. That's fine. Why don't we fix up this old barn that's probably, you know, not even safe to walk in? That really annoyed me, too. They made it like the local firemen just pish posh, just fixed it up in a couple of hours, made it like a couple of hours. They did, though. They came in. They did all the basically they did all the work and um, Mario uh, took credit for it. That's kind of how I read. That's how I read that. Is basically yeah. he was like, look what I did, because then he set up a dinner for her on stage and she's like, it looks amazing in here. And he's like, yeah, right. And you're like, that's not you didn't do any of that. No, all no. the local and guys then, did. And, you know, he did that Mario Lopez walk. Like, I guess it's a walk you have when you have nice square shoulders and you're confident. But he did that. <laughs> he was walking back past the firemen and women who like had done. So he's like, Thank, thanks for making me look so good. And I was like. You are a crock of shit. Like these people. If I was working my ass off in a, in a dirty, dusty barn that seemed like at any moment the, the roof could collapse on my head and I could die trying to put this together. And, Mm -hmm. and, and some guy named Billy holiday walked by me and said, thanks for making me look so good. I would take him by the collar of his shirt (laughs) and I would pin him to the ground and then you, I mean, you would have to pull me off of him and it's, and I'm, I'm talking fists flying. <laughs> I always just picture you like a fury of like fists, but it's always like, I picture I'd come up in the back of your hair. There's just a wild, just like a, a whirling dervish storm of curls. Like your hair is just everywhere. And there's this little fist coming out, little kicks. That's what I picture. That's that's, that's, that's how it would, that's how it would go down if that and they redid that barn by the way that looked like it was going to completely collapse in in like twenty five minutes. I understand yeah. they do a time time lapse on TV, but they didn't even make it like the next day. It was no. still the same day. No, the sun was right where it was in the same <laughs> position in the sky when they started. It didn't take <laughs> anything. Um, and I I I think the first time my ass cheeks clenched to a point of almost Charlie horse level was when <laughs> she leaves the barn. This is before it's all like done up. And he he just like starts like, you know, looking around. Of course, there's a beautiful stage in this barn because why wouldn't there be? And he just starts sort of like, you know, um, sort of walking around, pointing his toe and stuff. And then he just um, <laughs> just goes off and be cut, does some like one man percussive dance thing where he's just and I was just like, what the absolute fuck? I got so <laughs> mad, Sarah. It was one of the most cringeworthy moments of anything I've ever seen. It was like, oh. it was like the pussy version of Footloose. Like, remember? <laughs> like, <laughs> remember, remember when Kevin Bacon like, dri- like oh. drives out to the train yard and he's all pissed off and he starts dancing and it's like hot and it's sexy and it's like, yeah. 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 And this, and Mario Lopez is just like you said, just kind of pointing his toe around an old oh. barn and then, and then he's, <laughs> And I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think there was music. 
There wasn't. There, sorry, that I don't know what came out of my mouth. There wasn't. I like this, I'm having a visceral reaction to even just thinking about it again. But like um, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. I there was no music except for when he sort of I'm, was again percussively. That's not a word. He was just like a one man band and would stomp and sort of do a couple things and boom, boom, and then like very. There was like a Michael Jackson feel with like the head turn to the side. I don't know. No music, Sarah. No, no. I guess they didn't think that would be very realistic after they just put up a barn in fourteen seconds. I didn't. Well, I guess yeah. they thought that where would the music come from, guys? We can't put music in here. That wouldn't make any sense, and everybody. That's a hole in the plot. Yeah, yeah. This is where it gets silly, guys. All right. (laughs) Let's look. It's got to be believable here. I. I, Then they like (laughs) the one they so they decide to involve the community. First of all, okay, this is going to sound like I'm like one of those like like a sick, not sick. I don't even know what I'm going to say, like a super big feminist. I'm not. But if I was, that's fine, too. I'm just saying. She has this recital set up. She's done all this work. He rolls into town and literally changes everything. Like, yeah, he's just like, hey, what if we did this? Let's do this. What if we did this? And this girl is a total wet rag. Like she just, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. I like it. Like they they had him come. Exactly. They had him come into town. basically tell her she was her, all her ideas were stupid and that she was stupid for not staying in New York. And now he, and then by the end, spoiler alert, uh, who cares? We don't tell this story in order. Cause it, you don't Mm-mm. need it. Um, by the end, when he gets an offer to go back to, uh, Los Angeles and back to celebrity dance off or whatever the show was, because they've heard that he's in town, uh, in a small town, putting it together, a small talent show. And they think that's really cool. And it's good press. Then he decides like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to instead make this in a t- into a TV show, but I'm going to bring you along with me, Ray, because you were wrong not to have bigger dreams. And so now you have to go back to it, to dancing and TV, but with me. Do you, was there a part of you, because you just, you really, you summed that up so perfectly. Was there a little part of you, you did, where as he's sharing with her the fact that, oh, hey, remember, um, you know, no what ifs and you got homesick and hey, now I'm in town. Um, I'm a famous person and we're going to make the TV show and now you can stay here and not be homesick and I'm going to make you famous anyway. And she acted like hesitant at one point. Like she was like, what? I mean, I don't know. I just want to like sit at my sister's shitty diner and fake sip milkshakes. Like I wanted to put my hand up the TV's asshole and just pull her through and then just whip her around until she hit a wall i mean listen uh i i thought that her reaction to all that was because she kept thinking that he was going back to hollywood and she wouldn't listen to him and so that was annoying me on that end because they kept having you know the miscommunication that happens or whatever but well it's hard to talk when you're dancing with no music sarah that's true that's a that's a bumper sticker if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> when oh. oh 
there's another thing he did when they were at her at his mom's house, my my neighbor's house for dinner. Um, they're sitting in the kitchen, and I guess he's telling her maybe this is when he tells her like, let's do a local dance show or you know local talent show or something. It's when it kind of came to light that they were going to turn this into a local talent show. Which, by the way, is also when. She said, there's so much talent in this, in this town. Our firefighters can sing, which one of them really was. He had a great voice. No lie. He did. Um, Yeah. And he's like, our florist is a comedian. And I was like, you motherfuckers are going to make us see this florist comedian, aren't you? You're going to make us hear jokes. And they sure did. Luckily just one, but. Well, and can you believe how typical this, here they have this, this, you know, Christmas extravaganza show. The balls, of course, they make the stand-up comedian go up first. Cold. Totally oh. cold. She was the opening act. Like, you pieces of shit. Yeah, no you couldn't respect. give her. Yeah. You couldn't, like, not even throw some music on, a warm-up, anything. The the barbershop quartet. She's up there. Let's just sing on. Hey, guys, we're in a barn. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, that's a good... I didn't even pick up on that. I was, I was still angry because he, at one point, when they were at um, his mom's house... Uh, he took whipped cream out of nowhere and wiped it on her <gasps> face and walked away. And I, mean, I would have tackled him so hard after that. <laughs> I, and then he, he, yeah, he, he uh, sashayed away and she just was like, oh, it's Billy. <laughs> I, oh, just another humiliating thing for Billy to do to me. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it is. Beautiful. The best part of these movies is that now he's willing to change his entire life for her. She's willing to change her entire life for him. I can't tell you one strong statement about either one of them. They haven't <laughs> talked. They, we know nothing about them except that um, Ray uh, was the lead dancer on the Katy Perry tour. I missed that. Oh, Sarah, this is when they go eat pie at her sister's closed diner. And she that's when she says, yeah, she was the lead dancer on the Katy Perry tour. And she resigned six weeks into the tour. She felt homesick. And so she started teaching at her mom's studio. And that's what she calls maximum joy. Hashtag loser. (laughs) I if I heard them say maximum joy one more time and like, look, listen, I like a nice attempt. I like a nice storyline where someone's like, you know what? I really love just being home in my small town. Great. You can do that. You can tell oh, that story. Yeah, I get you can tell yeah. that story without sure. adding all these other layers in where, cause then it doesn't make any sense. Cause now she is still going to be in her small town, but now she's going to be some big TV star with a new show that Billy holiday came up with. Mario Lopez came up with, by the way, just told his agent. Okay. Now this here, oh. here comes here comes bitter Hollywood at you right now. Yeah. He just yeah. tells his he just tells Sherry O'Terry over the phone while she's holding her her puppy named Shakira, I think. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That uh, he goes. What if I did a TV show? This is what I want to do: is host a TV show where we host small town, we showcase small town talent. Okay, and then. She goes, oh, let me dip my toe in the water on that. Whatever. Calls him Tuesdays. Two days later, she goes, there's five networks fighting for it. You have full control. You can shoot it wherever you want. I'm like, give me a break. This is not how it works. 
No, no, that was, I was going to say that, uh, that had to st- not sting, but yeah, that was the way it was. <laughs> oh boy. No I wonder mean, his snotty ass little nephew thought things just got handed to you. He just watched true. his uncle get a TV show from one phone call to his agent. It doesn't work like that. Oh, not even for Billy Holiday. Hate to break yeah. it to you. Yeah. Sorry, Billy Holiday, Hollywood, <laughs> Billy, Billy. <sighs> God, now I'm just what did I don't even know if I got anything really great out of this. I mean, I, do you know what I got out of it? Is what? that you can um, stand on stage with a microphone in front of a whole bunch of people after you both, both uh, Ray and Billie Holiday. This was during the talent contest. This is at the end of the movie. We're just we're getting we're getting there, guys. Um uh, and they are hosting the contest and he's got news to tell her about his, the TV show that he already sold that he's never even been to a meeting on. And <laughs> <laughs> they both talk into it. But then she just holds her microphone down, just like just kind of barely, maybe by like her like bra strap, I'd say somewhere around that area and just starts talking to him. And I'm like, the microphone would pick that up. The microphone. Yeah. Everybody can hear you. Everybody in the audience can hear you. This isn't whispering. Yeah. Yeah. This, this doesn't matter if there's what ifs or not. Everybody hears what you're saying. I The only way they could have redeemed this whole movie. So, of course, they kiss at the end and like it's all going to work out. All I wanted were for him was for him. Like he puts his mic down by his collar, but it's still real hot. So everybody can hear that. And he's like, I've had enough of your sister's pies. Now I want to try yours. <laughs> <laughs> I just made myself laugh. But they're going to change their lives and they haven't even touched privates. No. That's right. They've only kissed once to which, by the One way, time. when they when they did finally kiss, first of all, and we'll wrap this up on this um, or, you know, around this, uh, it started snowing and she said, well, that's a sign. And I was like, yeah, it's a sign that it was going to snow. It's a, the weather <laughs> tells you like everyone yeah. usually yeah. know when it's coming. Christmas we, helps, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cold, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Weather apps. Those tell you when it's going to. That's a sign. Um and then they kissed and John, my husband, who was watching it on the couch kind of with me and definitely enough to get irritated sometimes and look up and ask me when it was going to be over. Um, he looked at me when they kissed. He goes, wow, didn't see that one coming. Didn't think that was the direction they were going with this movie at all. And then he just looked back down at his phone and it really made me laugh. Uh, even John gave up. And John, John's a John's a team player. I mean, listen. I enjoyed watching it for the purpose of talking to you about it. No question. Because in my head, I know when I'm filled with rage, it usually means you are too, or we pick up different things. So that was fun. But I, you know, and I'm glad to see Sherry O'Terry's getting some work. She was funny. She was very funny. She was super funny. I'm glad to see my neighbors getting some work. All right. So yeah. You know, good. Oh, on maybe them. you should hobnob. I want to meet your neighbor next time I'm out. Um, can I get? I'll print out something from the movie and have her sign it for me. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I'm gonna walk over there right after this and be like, "Now, why didn't you ever just make him dinner the first night? Why didn't you do that? Why do you think that your character yes. would have made him a nice home cooked meal? You made him go get takeout from his from the bitchy sister's diner. Come on." Yeah, why don't you go over there and school her on having bigger Christmas wishes than putting her two grown ass children in the same bedroom? It's fucking sick. Wait, 
Wait, what other thing? Oh, I should have just let it end on it's fucking sick because that was funny. But I also just want to say when Junior, since it, you know we were only focused on this kid, and sure. because there was one moment where we weren't sure he was going to be in the talent show because he had failed geography, and so his mom was making him study, and and that's when Mario Lopez gave him a whole speech about how how it, how it usually takes twenty seven whole months to make it big. Um, mm-hmm. They were like practicing in the barn. And but he and he wasn't allowed to, but he was there. But he couldn't like hold himself back, and then he jumped on stage and started dancing. And they had to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Junior! You don't get to dance right now. You're supposed to be studying." <laughs> Easy does it, Junior. You haven't earned that dance. Oh boy, oh. did that give me the giggles. Um, that, <laughs> I mean. Oh, this even now I have like the the willies, if you will. I just feel like I want to go take a hot shower and I'm stepping out of this conversation. <laughs> I uh, agree. Well, uh, that was fun, and boy, did that make me laugh to talk to you about. And I I know that um, our listeners uh, we have been posting about this movie and how ridiculous it was. So there you go. Um, don't forget to come see me in Spokane, December eighth through tenth. Don't forget to go see Mary in Philly on December 14th at Helium and get her album right now. Mary, is it on maryredzinski.com? The links? Um, it's, uh, it's not yet. It will be. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll just say yes. Just it's on YouTube, Helium Comedy Studios. Oh, okay. So that it's was not a, on your I website. need to learn. It's not. It, it might be. We'll see. Either way. <laughs> Just check Helium it out. Comedy Studios, Mary Redzinski. You Google that, you'll find it. And please, we're going to go over to Patreon right now. And I have, I'm not kidding you. I haven't told Mary this story yet. So the 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 bonus content is a crazy story from Thanksgiving. And um, and then we're going to give you some hot winter sex uh tips that we read an article how you're supposed to spice it up in the bedroom during these cold winter months. So if you could join <laughs> us over there. Please do. If not, we'll see you next Thursday with another cast interview and another ridiculous podcast. (laughs) Bye. Are you my podcast? 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 podcast? 